the college experience. Top 10 defensive backs, college and pro edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Las Vegas may be closed, but the MyBookie Casino is open 24 7. They're also home to the free $10,000 Blackjack Madness Tournament. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Once again, that's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our virtual NCAA tournament. The games will be streamed live with SGP commentary and betting lines from mybookie.ag. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest for all the info. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. PropSwap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use the promo code SGP and you get a hundred percent deposit bonus for up to a hundred dollars. That's propswap.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Yes. Yes. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby swinging Dante base Dant, AKA pick done D. Oh, that's not a pick. This is a pick fucking horrible. I still can't <laughs> get it, man. And if you're wondering who the <laughs> other at some point, you either got to commit. I got, I up. just had the hiccups fucking 10 seconds ago. I, I've never seen a man try and start a podcast so many times in a row. I'm just struggling. It gets six seconds into it. I'm fucking coughing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what are you doing? My dog is fucking around. If you're wondering who's on the other side of this microphone, it is the beer swilling. Wanna be Pat swilling. Ah, uh, the 10 inch Dylan. Oh, the fucking. Fred Taylor better than Corey Dillon. Oh, that's retarded. That's a <laughs> retarded conversation right there. Okay. I'm looking forward to many more retarded conversations, <laughs> which is all we do here. Yes. So give it up for, well, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, or wielding dealing. Former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. And a guy who's truly got his ass whooped in Tecmo lately. <laughs> Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, Muddy does not. Mud's out. He's like, fuck this. Well, you just played howling. Uh, That's true. Doghouse to him for about a half hour. Well, dude, to get last night I click on this thing naturally, yeah. and he starts singing along. I don't force him. He's I try to force him, and he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you, pal? Buddy, I'm doing great. This is the top 10 defensive backs episode, college and pro. Much, 
much more difficult than expected. This is the hardest I think out of for for especially for pro. Yeah. And I'm making last second changes right now. I just Dude, I don't feel that even I, this is the one I feel least confident in. Yeah. By far. Uh, especially at the bottom end of this list. Like, like I need uh, to I need to sit down and yeah. break down a lot of film, I think, before I I I I can really I need to sit I I'm not prepared. Yeah. Well, there are certain guys who are like, okay, that he's on the list, right? Yeah. You get down to the bottom of it and like you said, there's like 50 dudes that yeah. could all be I, had, I, I blindly had a list of 27 people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's not, I'm probably missing some, but I was like, dude, I can't, there's no difference between six and 25 Yeah. or 27. Yeah. I think uh, I'm making some last second adjustments based on not what I remember their reputation being or the impact that they're historically remembered for. But I think I'm going to make these last second changes based on what the fuck I saw. You know, you got to do it. Got to do it. Yep. Uh, once again, Ronnie Lott doesn't count. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's some others that don't Prime, count. Prime uh, has to occur before. Yeah. 93 or after 93. Um, here we go. Before we dive into the top 10, I want to tell. Oh, let's talk, buddy. Yeah. Let's talk about you and me. Hello. <laughs> Who is that? Uh, boy, no, who the fuck is that? Sex. Let's talk about now. You're gonna make me look. I'm sorry, my 1990s R&B <laughs> isn't uh up to snuff here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start off in in the realm of college basketball. Salt and pepper. I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Um, college basketball. Yeah. What do you got for me? Huggy Bear in the news. <laughs> what do you do? He suggests to the NCAA to start the season. With last year's NCAA tournament, since we didn't have one, he said, start the season start early the season. and make the whole month of o- late October, early Determine November. Determine the national champion. Yes. And then start a new season. Yeah. It's fun. I'm down. It's interesting. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, players will be graduated by then, though, right? right? <laughs> it's not at all <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm all on board, Huggy, though. All right. Fuck it. Two tournaments in one yeah. year. Can you imagine? Even if those players can't play, let's just fucking deem last year's national champion. Yeah, let's figure it out. All about it. Huggy Bear coming up with great ideas. Okay, now the sports world um, is, is in limbo right now. Yeah. Baseball has said they've thrown out this crazy, this, this cockanemy idea of all playing in Arizona. Have you heard about this? Uh, Are you familiar with this at all? No, I haven't heard this story. They're thinking about, you know, the... the uh, Diamondbacks have a stadium there and there's a bunch of spring training baseball stadiums. Yeah. So they're saying that players would be stuck. They could only go from hotel to games. They could not go out to clubbing or anything. Interesting. What if one of them gets coronavirus? That's the flaw. Just one. <laughs> then the whole thing is down the tubes because then if two get it, you know where it came from and then it spreads and you basically sign them up for a fucking yeah. death warrant. Well, there's also the NHL is also considering playing all of the season out in North Dakota. Well, you could probably avoid it out there <laughs> more so than Arizona. I think like the cold would kill it. I think, I think it thrives in the cold. I think it struggles in the heat. Is that so right? I no, think that would be mind. Arizona. It is. <laughs> um, and then obviously, you, you know, I, I heard Adam Schefter say that uh, he thinks college football is going to happen. Doesn't know when. Um, I still don't buy into that. 
mainly because I don't think it's up to the athletic directors. I think it's up to the governors of the states of the state schools, especially like Ohio state. No, you know, I don't think look just cause an AD says something, but I, I did also get a quote from a, a sec athletic director that said like, we're all fucked. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be, uh, an, remained anonymous, but but I recently saw that Schefter's reporting that they, that they, they, they think it's going to happen. A football season will happen at some point. Yeah. There's too much money involved, which I get. I understand that these things, th- they're, they're essential for the school. It's essential for the American economy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It, no, it yeah. really is. Some of these towns like, oh, like that Lincoln, Nebraska yeah, survive yeah. on this shit. Yeah. If they go in the shitter, then maybe they become Flint, Michigan. You know, the problem is though, is what if your state is saying, no, I get it. They can talk within other ADs and say, Hey, we let's play a football season yeah. and everyone being for it. But if the fucking mayor of Los Angeles says uh-huh. you're not playing at all, or the governor of California or the governor yeah, of, you're not bringing of the New Jersey coronavirus. Well, anyone who would have to play a New York team right now would be like, uh, no, you guys aren't coming here. You're not bringing yeah, your fans Jersey. Here. There would yeah. be no Rutgers games. There would be no, no, uh, I would think I know Detroit got hit pretty big. Yeah. I would imagine that Michigan and Michigan state would probably say no right now. Yeah. I would imagine obviously UCLA, USC. No, I would imagine uh, Cal Berkeley would say no. Yeah. I would imagine Washington would say no. Sure. A lot of places. Would say no. Pro- yeah. Maybe even we're on, the, we're close to probably Miami saying no. Well, any place a that has it that wouldn't want to be held liable for getting tons of people sick would say no. And any place that's playing against a school from those places, it's going to be like, no, don't bring your shit to our, location. Yeah. It's I that's what I'm saying. I still think it's a little uh I I want it more than anybody. Right. <laughs> but I I I think just cuz the reports are the athletic directors. I don't think the athletic directors in direct communications with the governors at this point. And yeah. and mayors. Yeah. I think they're talking amongst themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they have a decent amount of power. Right. Some so. schools are tied to probably officials. But, but I they're think, not making major power yeah, moves. Yeah, I think right it's now. easy to say, well, South Carolina can play because like fourteen people have it in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like even Boston College, I would imagine probably wouldn't. That's right in the city. I'm thinking right now, like almost. You're are you saying the athletic director at Boston College would say no? no or the, I'm the thinking. Mayor? I'm thinking the mayors of these cities. I think any mayor that wants to stay mayor at this exact moment is going to say fucking no. Maybe in a town that is completely obsessed like, like, with football, yeah. you know, like fucking Stillwater or something, yeah, yeah. you know, or clearly their coach is like, well, Mike ah. Gundy's comments yeah. are, are pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's basically alluding to the fact that college players get paid. Right. <laughs> or, or, no, no, no. That, that college players need to be paid because they feed the economy right. for They're the like, state of Oklahoma. We're not going to eat. No one in this place is going to eat unless we play a football game here. Yeah. So, uh. And then the football player is still getting no money. Yeah. Pretty shitty stuff. Um, well, let me ask you about this. North Dakota state. Yeah. Their best defensive player transferred to LSU where word is he'll be a starting linebacker mm, for the tigers, man. And I know for damn sure. If they're starting quarterback at North Dakota State, Trey Lance transferred anywhere in the country, uh, including LSU, he'd which, start. <laughs> yeah, which may be possible, which will be possible once this coming year. And then they're going to lose him. He's going to be a junior, right? Yeah. For his 
pre-NFL season, he's going to transfer out of North Dakota State. He's going to go to fucking Alabama. Ohio State. Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. And win a national championship there. And Ohio State's just going to do this Would he be year. the first player to have two national championships in each division? Oh, I wonder if that's ever been done. But my point is here. Okay, we're t- I'm talking about Jabril Cox first, the, the linebacker for North Dakota State, who turned down offers from Michigan, Texas, and one other school that I can't remember. Um, right. To play at LSU. Yeah, it's not like LSU just found a diamond in the rough. Everyone knows this dude's a fucking animal. My point here is, are we... Is this yet again proof that we need a fucking playoff when the best team in the FCS who probably deserves to be a top 25 FBS um, is a penciled in to start for a team that recruits nothing but five stars and four stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're, I don't think that that divide is that much then. Right. This guy comes in a relative unknown to a, a, a lay fan, yeah. you know, and um, would be a starter on the undisputed, undefeated national champion team. <laughs> like, Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. But uh, then you think, obviously, you know, they're like Trey Lance. Uh, this guy's a fucking absolute animal. He's a, a freshman quarterback that threw 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Let's do a quick uh, top quarterbacks for the upcoming year. You're going to say Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields 1A and 1B? I think, yeah, that's obvious. And then probably after that, you probably dip into the Ellinger range, maybe. Okay. I'm saying, uh, if, uh, yeah, but I, I think Lance know. is probably better than Ellinger. Yeah. From what I saw. Um, I might be forgetting a, a name or two off the top Kate of my head. Slovis hasn't proven it to Kate me. State quarterback's back. What's his name again? Sean, uh, 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 I know his name. I just can't think of it. Um, who else is, uh, I mean, Jamie Newman going to Georgia might He's good. have a good year, but he has Eric King. Maybe. Yeah. The Eric King's good. Eric King might be as good as Trey Lance. I, I was impressed with that dude, Gabriel at UCF. I still think Lance is probably better. Yeah. Dude, Lance, the other thing about him is is not only did he throw 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions, the guy runs like a gazelle, and he's got a pro body, you know? Yeah, and, and just because you hear 28 touchdowns and zero interceptions, I don't think you understand, like, if you study the FCS level, Missouri Valley is, a very, is probably the best conference. If not, then, I mean, Big Sky and CAA are up there. But in the Missouri Valley, you do have South Dakota State. You do have Youngstown State. You do yeah. have Northern Iowa. And you have uh, Indiana State, who's decent. They almost beat Kansas at Kansas last year. And same with, I believe, Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Or no, Illinois State. Illinois That's State, a yeah. loaded, uh, loaded it's a good, division. It's a good division. So it's yeah. not like he's just fucking tossing these numbers up against nobodies. Yeah. Like South Dakota State was... About to beat Minnesota, who beat Auburn. Northern Iowa took Iowa State to triple overtime in Ames. Yeah. These are good teams. Right. I mean, the top end of that division would be middle of the pack. That's like playing against the middle of the pack Big 12 right there. Yeah, some of those teams. Now, yeah. now you get to the shittier part of, the, of that division, and yeah. They're, yeah, they're some, garbage. Yeah. But, but the point is, is that, that some of those, I mean, to not throw an interception, I find that fucking incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. And then, like like I said, they also went to the playoffs, and they went through a playoff gauntlet. Yeah, you could be playing peewee league, and you throw a uh, perfect pass that bounces off the receiver's hands and fucking falls into the guy laying yeah. on the ground's lap. That's yeah. an interception on your yeah. record. That happens all the fucking time. For you yeah. to throw a zero, 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, then, like I said, they, they go to the playoffs. They play Montana, Weber State. No, they didn't play Weber State. Especially they when you're Montana. throwing the ball as much to get 28 yeah. touchdowns. Not like you're a triple optioning this shit and throwing the ball three times Played James Madison. Like They, like, they played some big-time schools. Um, it, it's it's a It shows oh, how good he is. Look at their record against the Big 12 and... You know that no against the FBS against the FBS in general. Yeah. I think they they're, they're, they've won their last six or seven. Yeah, uh, North Dakota State, of course, that includes at Iowa would be a top fifty team. Yeah, probably higher in. Oh, I think they're top twenty five. Yeah, I would put them in top. 25. Well, they are taking hits to Jabril Cox, which sucks because they open up the season at Oregon. Right, that's a dagger to lose. But up. your point is, and we talk about it every episode. We're gonna talk about yes for one second again. Uh, you're saying that the talent level. Between the high end and the low end of college football, even to the point where you get to the next division down, yeah. uh, 130 plus division one A or FCS teams, we're going to down a division and it's still not that big of a difference. Yeah. Well, I've talent. said forever they should cut FCS out of this, merge the two. If you're shitty, have the, an 800 team no, tournament. No, if, well, uh, if you're shitty in the uh, FCS, yeah. push them down to D2. Yeah. If you're good, Make them join a conference where they could form their own conferences. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you do a large tournament, just like I said, you could do, just like they do in basketball. And voila, we have the greatest fucking thing on the planet. It is fun to think about. I think you have to consider that you're not playing games every other day like you are in the basketball. NCAA doesn't really tournament. do that. They do two games per week. That you can go down to one. If look, if you can do a big tournament, if you can do 32 teams in college. Yeah. Or 24, whatever. What, what's the number it's at now? It's at 24, right? In oh, FCS? Yeah. 24, yeah. So, dude, we're, we're pretty much there. That's true. No we're one's, pretty much no one's fucking giving there. any... No one has any problem with 24 teams in college yeah. football. No one said anything bad about that yet. We are there. And um, and I will also add in, Patty C, that like I was in this this argument on, on uh, Twitter about uh, you know this expansion. We were talking about it last episode. Yeah. And we were, ta- you know, I, 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 I told you a little bit prior to get recording about this, mm-hmm. making strong points here. So with our eight and four argument to make the playoffs, I, I, a guy on Twitter, uh, shout out to uh, Brian Clutter, because he got a great point. Yeah, he says, um, you know, uh, assuming that you know, we said eighty six percent of uh, athletic directors want to expand. Mm-hmm. So if we were to go to a eight or sixteen team playoff. Uh, in this example, I think he used eight. Uh, they're making the assumption because people were complaining that an eight and four team could make the playoffs. And he said, well, that's you're assuming they're going to use automatic bids. Right. Right. Um, which if they don't, then they're just going to pick the eight best teams. Yeah. Um, but you you think double digit wi- like he, this is the example. He, I'm reading his tweet because he was arguing with somebody that was arguing. It's with a me. point you've made already on this podcast. But you, what's that? Is that, you know, it, people are complaining about, oh, an 8-4 and four team could potentially make the playoff. And you're like, yeah, well, a 12-0 and team who's played no one could make the playoffs. Yeah. And it happened this year. Clemson, yeah. who clearly, if they had played in the ICC West, would have lost at least one. That would have been, been against uh, LSU, who kind of smacked them around a little bit. They might have lost to Bama. They might have lost to fucking Auburn. They might have lost to Georgia if they had played or them Florida. cross division. Yeah. They yeah. might have lost to Florida. They... Squeak by UNC by one point, who would be about the eighth best team. Yeah. And it's perfectly conceivable that a three loss or maybe four loss uh, Clemson might have happened if they played in the uh, 
uh, SEC last year, and it, they were a fucking shoe in unquestioned team to uh, make the uh, playoff. Well, that, that's a that's what I was gonna say though. Is that that's what I was get, getting around to was that they should have lost to fucking Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah, they they might have been like the ninth or tenth best team in the country. Probably not. They're probably yeah. top five or six. But though. no, but we don't really get the towel because they got the, the who. This is the argument that I thought made a lot of sense because they're quick to say. Uh, so this gentleman was like, "Hey, an eight and four team though is there's a strong chance they're actually a better team than the team that went eleven and one or twelve and zero in some situations. In some situations, yeah. And I, I we we uh, I hinted at this. I'm saying the second who's the best team that Clemson played? We agreed Virginia, right? Yeah. That's the best team on their schedule all year. Second would probably be Louisville. Yeah. If you were to put Louisville, I mean, I'm sorry. If you were to put Virginia. Yeah, who they play in the ACC championship game? Yes, in the SEC, where would they fall? They'd be behind Alabama. Yes, they'd be behind LSU. Yes, they'd be behind Auburn. Yes, they clearly be behind Florida because they lost to them. Yeah, and Georgia. And Georgia. That's five. That's five and five. And I would favor A and M against them That's if they play six. tomorrow. I would agree with you. And this is from a UVA fan for life. Um, that, that I think that's it. I think we can stop there. Then there's a number of teams that they would be in the same ballpark. Yeah, they could, I think they could lose to a, a Tennessee, a Missouri, a Mississippi State, a uh, you know whatever, but they could also beat them. Yeah, I'd say seven for yeah UVA. Okay, so then you take that, you go over to the Big Ten. Yeah, and you you got who? Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota last year. I think Iowa. Iowa potentially. I think Iowa would be a slight favorite. Yeah. I agree. So that's six. six so they'd be seventh best in the Big Ten. Yeah. They might. They, it would be pretty even with Iowa. Sixth or seventh. I think Iowa's and, better than Virginia. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get to see a, truly enough of Iowa to make a, a judgment call. But I would say without a doubt, there's at least five. Maybe I would go with you with, with six better. If you were setting that line, you would put Iowa as a favorite, I think. Where if the game was played, even if it was fucking played in Salt Lake City, you would you would put it. Yeah, you're I right. I think Iowa by two, two. or yeah, three. Sure. Yeah. Um, now go to the Big Twelve. Mm. Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas. Uh, who do we say? Oklahoma State. Yes. Would be higher. That's four. Kansas State, I think, would be. Kansas State went eight and four. Both those teams went eight and four regular season, right? Or did Virginia go nine and three? I'm not sure. They might have went nine and three. I went nine and three. What? K State beat Oklahoma. It's true. That's true. At best, Virginia's fifth in that yeah. division, maybe sixth. I would favor K State much like Iowa, but I don't think I I think Iowa State Virginia would be pretty much even. Okay. I put Virginia last year above Iowa State. Really? But the year before, yeah. clearly Iowa State better. Okay. Um, but my point is, so fifth, maybe in the Big 12? Sure, yeah. Fifth or sixth, fifth right? Fifth or sixth, yeah. Uh, okay, then you go to the Pac-12. Oregon's better. Utah's better. USC's probably better. Yeah, they got more talent just all around, right? Yeah, that doesn't always make a difference because USC had a lot more talent than everyone they played this That's year. That's true. That's a fair point. Um, Washington. Seven and five, but seven and five, but as, yeah, eight nine game schedule. Yeah, Stanford, Virginia played Liberty, maybe you know Stanford I mean? like, Cal when they were healthy, but they can't make that. Cal won eight, Cal won eight games. Yeah, uh, I feel like Virginia would be like third, maybe fourth in that Big Ten. The Pac twelve, you mean? In the Pac twelve, rather. 
I think it'd be fifth, in my opinion. Okay. I think Arizona State's better than Virginia. Okay. On I mean, what's his name made was a fucking playmaker. Uh quarterback for Virginia. Bryce Perkins. Bryce He's an Perkins. Arizona State transfer. He could never start at Arizona State. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't mean he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean they don't wish they had him this past year. Um, but no, I, I think they would be somewhere between five and seven. In the Pac twelve? Yeah. Okay. I think if Cal and Virginia played right now, last year, yeah, I have no idea who wins that game. I think that's fair. Yeah. Virginia beat, they lost to Miami. What is Virginia's best win? Virginia Tech? Virginia's most impressive performance was probably keeping it relatively close against Notre Dame. That's still a loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Yeah. So what you want to do that for? No, I, my, my point is, is that there's a big gap there. So you could arguably say if Clemson had the schedule of any of those other ones, they could have had much like, if that's your best team you're playing. Yeah. I mean, shit, put Virginia in the AAC. Yeah. Is if you put, if you put fucking Auburn against that schedule, Auburn probably goes undefeated, you know, and Auburn was what a four loss team. If you put, or how many times if you put Oregon with that schedule, yeah, they're going undefeated. Right. Yeah, a lot of teams that you know wouldn't be otherwise in consideration when you schedule them against a weak ass schedule. But that—that's the point. The look point here like is that fucking Clemson. The point is that uh, why they're saying, oh, an eight and four team can't make the playoffs or shouldn't be able to make the playoffs. I would argue that because college football is so subjective, an eight and four team in certain years right. is better than a twelve and zero, or right. or has gone through a yeah. tougher gauntlet. So let me, but you've, you've made this argument before that in your ideal playoff scenario, the conference champions would get an auto bid. Yes. But you admit that an, and an 18 playoff, well, obviously you can't, there's 10 conferences. Well, you'd have the, would you put in the conference champions from the power five and then three at large, or would you, uh, make it completely subjective? Well, first off, just know that I will still, if once it goes to eight, I will still be Passion. Yeah, I'm not happy at all with eight. I think that's that's you have 130 teams. I'm gonna chill on eight that a little bit when we go to eight and celebrate the fact that it's at eight. Enjoy it for a minute. No, 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 no. You no. keep pushing. I that. want excellence, Patty C. You push there's a reason why we do this podcast. All right, yeah. and I love this sport. We're trying to get the message out. That's but true. eight is still not good enough, buddy. Enjoy the moment. 130 fucking teams. Enjoy life. Eight. Come on, buddy. Think about that. What other system in the world would say, hey, we have 130 teams. All right, we're going to do a playoff. Look, I get 130 broads, and I only choose like seven or eight at a time. Yeah, and, and that's because you are a piece of shit. All right? <laughs> There's more talent out I there. I should be going yeah. after 16 or yeah, 32. You should be going after 64, <laughs> 68. They'd all be threes, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, yeah, my point is, though, is that. Uh, even though Clemson, I think is extremely talented and I have Trevor Lawrence rated as the top quarterback in the country. Point is, is that they weren't really challenged. And when you put that up against other teams that I don't know how you can definitely say definitively that, Oh, they deserve to be in more than more than just because they went undefeated where another team. Like that's actually, I would say that that's an anomaly, but in the ACC that's been since Florida state was going 10 years ago. Yeah. That's been the case. There's been one team that's any good for a second there. Like, Clemson and Florida state were about even for like two or three years. And then boom, Florida state went the way of the Dodo. But I still Clemson. think you could, you could even make the argument. Well, uh, assuming that if they got rid of chant, uh, conference championship games, would they keep that if, if they expanded more? 
Mm-hmm. You think? Say that again. Would they keep conference championship games? If they expanded the playoff, I don't know. What would the? It would depend on you know what the function of those one would be at that point. You know, I'm assuming because it's a money maker. <laughs> yeah, they usually like that. I was gonna say, like, I I think there's a clear advantage to being the SEC East as opposed to the SEC West. Well, of course. I mean, we're just a couple years away from Florida winning four games. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. Georgia basically was like, okay, we'll just take this division. Yeah, yeah. Georgia had it like it's like uh, Tennessee sucked. Everyone's. I think Kentucky was the second best, or Missouri was the second best team in yeah, that. SEC in that conference. got pretty weak. My point is that you can have breaks. I mean, the, the Big Ten West. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like kind of garbage. <laughs> I think the Pac-12 South this year might be a little bit of a cakewalk for for either. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I I think I uh, it's a cakewalk for if there was a single good team in there, it would be a cakewalk. But everyone's shit in there. I, I was thinking Utah or Utah's in the Pac-12 South. Aren't yeah, they? Utah, USC, Arizona State. I think those three will. Utah's the best team in that division. Well, they lost their QB and running back, though. Oh, that's true. So I'm, I'm thinking coming up, it's going to be either. Either way, you put Clemson in that division, they're winning pretty much all those games. I don't think so. Maybe Utah gives them a. Oh, uh, at Utah or at Arizona State? Arizona State in Tempe has beaten everybody that's ever came in there. Notre Dame. It would be harder than Wisconsin. Fucking North Carolina. I'll, I'll give you that. I still think Clemson smacks the fuck out of Arizona State. They pro- I mean, look, they probably. If it's for one game, I'm taking Clemson a thousand times out of a thousand. But if it's back-to-back weeks of, hey, you have to go at Salt Lake City and at Arizona State, yeah, I, I feel decent that Clemson that, might drop one. That they drop one, yeah. I still think you'd favor Clemson, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, but the every if you played it fifty times, Clemson would lose it five, six, seven of those times. They probably. wouldn't. Be, they wouldn't be a lot for undefeated. Oh, for sure, they yeah. would not go undefeated for sure. I feel pretty confident in that. Okay. You feel pretty confident in that? If they played the a Pac-12 schedule this year, that you're you're 100% sure they wouldn't go undefeated? I'm not super confident in that. I think they would they're a better team than everyone in the Pac-12. Uh, once again, I think though that shit matters though, dude. Like they, if they played in the Pac-12 North, I think they would have they would probably lose a game. I'm saying the, yeah, we we've we made this point before. I mean, uh, first off, you have extra conference game. Yeah. So you're going to have potentially more road games. Yeah. But then I think the big thing is is uh different altitudes, different weather conditions. When you stay over there, you only get what Boston college and Pitt, which they play once every 10 years. Yeah. Right. No, they get Boston college every year. Yeah. It's a little different. I feel like Boston college talents a little different than Arizona's or, uh, yeah. Or, or Utah's very much. So very much. So but we're going to beat this dead horse again. Next episode. Just I'll like we'll, fucking beat it. I'll ride this horse around. I'm going to beat my dick for <laughs> hours today. Cause I'm in quarantine. You're a sterile dude. Okay. Hold on. Did I have some other, uh, what do you think about Mac Brown recruiting? I made a note of that. Signing another four star. He got another one. Yeah, he's paying him. We've talked about this on no, the, I think no, two episodes. No, that, that episode didn't make it. Oh, that episode didn't make it. Uh, There's d- deleted tapes out there. It's like the Nixon. <laughs> it's like the Nixon uh, Watergate scandal. Okay, yeah. Well, Mac Brown is. Uh, he's got eleven out of twelve. Uh, fucking he's killing no, maybe it, man. he's twelve out of thirteen recruits. If you said he got another four star. <sighs> Just putting a fence around Carolina. Holy shit. They're getting paid, right? He's, he's paying them. <laughs> he is paying them. He, he's doing the... I'm, uh, I'm excited. Look, I hate UNC. Yeah. But I, I'm excited for someone to step up and challenge Clemson. Something different. Yeah. Uh, one of these teams... They're going to lose Trevor Lawrence after this year. North Carolina is going to have... That freshman, uh, that quarterback that's a stud for them this past year. I can't remember his name right now. He was a Sam... 
Sam Hauser. No, that was the fucking basketball player for. Uh, UN- you're right. You're right. UN- Sam. This is UNC's quarterback. Yeah. We're talking about. I'll look it up. But he was great th- as a freshman. He did. He looked. He great. can't come to the NFL until he's, he's done with his he's junior got year. Two more years. Sam Howell. How close enough? They're gonna be. They're gonna be the team to beat two years from now. You think? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Okay, teams that at this exact moment in college football, on a year-to-year basis, might have a sh- shot at winning the national title. Name them. This year? Just this year? No, like oh. over the next five years. Name any team that might have a possibility of winning the national championship. Is this including, like, this is with the politics, right? Because I think UCF could rebuild. With other quarterbacks, no, I'm not, not. Yeah, this is with the politics. This is okay. like, how is it going to shake out uh, in the current system? Clemson, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I think Florida has a chance. No, they're not going to get over the hump. I'm just not sold on Mullen in big games. He's got a horrible record in big games. I get some of that was at Mississippi State. Yeah, USC, Helton. No, no, not with Helton. If they yeah. bring in somebody, am I guessing if he's yeah. going to get fired? Yeah, then maybe you know you got to use use their current team. I'm not going with Helton now. Okay. Even though I think they could win the South next year. Yeah, Marvin Meyer yeah. comes next year, then they'll probably win it in two years. Um, what about Miami? Do they have a chance? Not with what's his name there. No. Diaz. They may in a few years. I think Diaz is going to improve, but he's got to show me he's good. The reason why right. I'm putting North Carolina as the one team that could in there, yeah. that, that doesn't that hasn't been fitting in. Yeah. It's because Mac Brown's won a national championship you think, before. You think uh, that's a good point. You think uh, North Carolina might be able to break into that? Little... I do. They're in the ACC Coastal. That's an easy division to, to conquer. <laughs> We're going to see. This is a lot of hype for UNC to handle. Dude, right year now. one, you were seven and six, the first, and they lose to Clemson by one. They beat South Carolina. This is a team that just went seven and six. And you're talking about national championships. Did you see? Dude, they are recruiting like a motherfucker. So why don't he's you done this, dude, admit? Real quick, the that recruiting, recruiting matters. Yeah, of course, it does. it does. Okay, thank you. But also, you got to understand. I saw him at North Carolina before. Yeah, <laughs> they were in the top ten. Your point is, they uh, if you have a good coach, you don't need recruits. He hired the Army defensive coordinator from two years ago. You saw how bad Army was last year without him. Yeah, that was a great hire. I forget his name right now, but yeah. um, I, I it was a great fucking hire. And his offensive coordinator has ties to one Mike, one Leach. Boom, throwing the ball around. So. I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's, it's a 50, 50 battle. Yes. You need the talent to get there, but you also need the coaching. Look at Miami the past 20 years. Absolutely. You're Look right. At Florida state the past five years. Can you get all the way without the talent though? Can you win it all without no. the talent? No, you got maybe, maybe if it's a really down year. Yeah. The really this down year, year in college basketball. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this year in college, it wasn't a down year in my eyes. I thought it was the best year we've ever seen in college basketball. And unfortunately, right. Some fucking guy in China eats a bat and fucks the whole thing up for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Give me an ad read here. I'll give you a fucking ad read. (laughs) Uh, The college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Look, I don't know. We all know. I don't know when Vegas is opening back up, but right now it's closed. And for the first time, Vegas casinos are closed. But you know what casino is open 24-7 and accessible from the comfort of your own home? That's right, the mybookie.ag casino. They're even running a free $10,000 blackjack madness tournament. You can bet on DGen Madness 
games at mybookie.ag as well. Live lines are up over unders odd even first quarter totals. They got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer support team. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your offer or will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use the promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. Woo. Let's talk top 10 defensive backs because we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm rambling on about shit that people people don't even care about. What's new, Colby? What's new? Let's be honest. You're a fucking grade A moron. I am. I take pride in that. Cheers to that, buddy. But check us out. I'm watching football over here. You think just because there's no sports, I'm going to take an L? Fuck you. I'm going to win. Colby has a plan. I'm going to win. Colby for president. Yes, exactly. Sick of these people in their 70s like trying to run. If everyone would be quarantined with the fucking 1989 season on mm. network television, it would be the happiest era in fucking you'd U.S. See, history. You'd see a pure, uncut version of football. Yeah. Not with us bullshit of flags every fucking play. Give me, give me 100 hours of that Oregon defender laughing yeah. in Damon Huard's face. Yeah. And uh, the world's a better place. It truly is a better place. I co-sign that all the way. And with that, give me your number 10 college defensive back of all time that you've seen in your lifetime. Look, I'm embarrassed about my list. Um, this was the hardest one out of all of them, dude. The, but specifically the bottom three on my list, but really for college the bottom or pro? two. Uh, for college, I thought pro was harder than college. Pro is a little tough at the at the bottom. Like, but it's what's weird is normally pro's been easier for these these yeah. battles. I found that this pro, this one pro, was the hardest of them all. It was a little hard to order them in the pros. Although to me, there was uh, only a couple that I feel bad about leaving off my pro list. I, I feel like for the pros, okay, I mostly have it. Give me your number ten college defensive back that you've seen. Look. Don't don't yell at me. Leave me alone here. Ow, you're shouting at me. Uh, <laughs> Remember that jerky boys? <laughs> oh God. We need jerky boys right now. Uh, I love hey Johnny Brennan. He's a fan of the no CTE segment. Is he? He he messaged me, uh, I don't know, probably like six months ago, eight months ago. He's one of the jerky boys? Yeah, he's the he's Frank Rizzo. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. He messaged me saying, he was like, dude, that no CT shit you do is fucking hilarious. Can we get Frank Rizzo? On? I, I I just responded back saying, dude, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, that was our conversation. That was pretty much uh, that was pretty much how our conversation went. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. They were hilarious, man. Yeah. Um. Uh. All right. Well, fuck it. I'm not ashamed of it. He's a great player, but there's just so many others that are just as good. So I just had to pick one. Terrence Newman, Kansas State. He was a fucking beast, and he was fast as absolute shit. Yeah. Didn't make my list. I don't blame you. Look, like I said, but in terms of silky smooth. Defensive back, uh, getting it Long done. time pro, too. Yeah, Long had a great time. That's career. how you you know you're at a position like cornerback where I feel like you probably leave the league fastest. Yeah. If not, you know, Once you lose that step, you're yeah, toast. Yeah. Yeah. He lasted like, I mean, I think he was still still playing. That he, I think they almost signed him. 2003 to 2017. They almost signed him this past year. Really? They almost signed him. I think they worked him out. Man, because they had some injuries going into the playoffs or something. Gotcha. Well, he ended the last two, three years on his career on the Vikings, and now he's their defensive backs coach. 
Mm, there you go. I know Zimmer's a big fan of him. Um, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm sure his uh, pro career probably helps him out a little bit, um, but was a beast in college. I believe won the Thorpe Award. And, um, you know, the college stats, they're never going to jump off the page for the most part. It's hard yeah. to... It's hard huge to really. stats as a defensive. I don't back even now. look at the stats. Yeah. I'll be honest. I just look at like who in my memory was just so impactful. Stood out, yeah. shut down. I mean, he was, and those were really good Kansas State teams. They so, were. Yeah, they he were. was a great player. Had some had, had some good players all around him. Uh at number 10 for me. Yeah. I'm gonna go Ed Reed. A little higher on my list. Okay. Well, in college to me, he was good, but he didn't like. You're right. Pro is when he really was like, oh my God, this guy's filthy. Yeah, he was nasty yeah. in college, but, yeah. but, but so was everyone on my, on my list of 27 people over <laughs> that's here. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I think I'm being, he made the list over some pretty big names that yeah. I don't know that I am right with. Well, I'm sure we both left guys that the other person thinks is a shoe. I mean, I left like 10 off this list that I sit there and I go, how are they not in my top 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Ed Reed at Miami was nasty, and and and. Oh um, yeah, I mean the maybe his pro is helping out my ranking. His pro performance is helping out my ranking of him in college. Sure, I mean he he made big plays even at that time. I, I, we were uh, watching old clips. Uh, who was it? Vince, not uh, Keith Jackson. I think the, I, I the tight end was, for Oklahoma. No, no, the announcer. Oh um, yeah, okay. Was calling him Edward Reed, yeah, or maybe Ed, it was uh fucking. Corso or something, or Who's the other guy, uh, Musburger. Oh, Someone yeah. was Edward calling him Reed. Edward Reed all the time. <laughs> it was fucking cracking me up. Well, that that strip uh, where he strips his own uh, player, yeah, against Boston yeah, College yeah. for the game ceiling touchdown. He's making big plays back then. He's always been a playmaker, and those Miami ball teams hawk. always been a ball hawk. Yeah, yeah. He, that was really before he was part of the crew that made Miami like so, like respected back then. Yeah, he was yeah. The, he was the part of that 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 team that did it. Hit me with your number nine. Another guy that is in a similar vein as Terrence Newman had a great career. You know what? Here's how fucking reluctant I am. He might not have even been the best defensive back on his own team. Okay. Wow. This is Derek straight. And check this out. I, you know, he played for the jets in the NFL and I was a big fan of that 2000 Oklahoma team. Yeah. He's on my short list. Didn't make my list, Yeah. but he was a fucking beast. And, and I don't know that he's better than Wolfork. I thought about the same thing. Was that? Oh, because you're having Williams. Well, yeah, no, I don't have Roy Williams on there. But no, no, no. But I'm saying who's in the secondary? Who are you considering there? Uh, who else was I considering on my you list? Said on, you said on, you on that have, team. Yeah, on that Oklahoma. Yeah, he, he might not have been better than Roy Williams. Or Andre Wolfork was a corner on that team that was really good too. That was a loaded fucking team. Yeah. Um. He made my list, but not in my top ten. Yeah. So he's there, and I'm like, that's why I'm saying like. He's a straight flea coverage, like you don't throw the ball on yeah. type of guy. He was did nasty. He, what did he be? Did he become like a nickel uh, uh, Jets defensive back in the NFL? Yeah. 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 Still That's never cool. really lived up to that second round draft pick, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely undersized for Pro Bowl. My number eight, I'm sorry, my number nine, I'm going to take you out to Pullman, Washington. Marcus Trufant. Oh, okay. Marcus Trufant, why he stands out to me. Is uh and like I said, Terrence Newman on my list, but didn't make it. But why I would go, and this is strictly based off of, I believe he had three straight weeks in Pac-12 play of having pick sixes. Really, three straight weeks. Yeah, 
And I just remember him being like, fuck, man, this dude scores a touchdown every week. He scores more than my fucking wide receivers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, absolute animal play had a good NFL career too, but, uh, I uh, started off four good. years, started off four years at Wazoo. Yeah. Yeah. True font was a good player. Where do you play pro ball again? Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. True font was good. No doubt. Stayed in, uh, Washington his whole career. Got Jack. There's another one. Like you said, huh? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Always fun. Um, all right. My number eight. Yeah. Uh, we're going back to Columbus. Which one? Back to Columbus. Give me Sean Spring. He's on my list. Okay. There we go. I had, hold on. I had many players from uh, Ohio State in consideration. But I think only one made my top 10. Yeah. And and you guessed right. Sean Spring. But I tell you, Antoine Winfield, right on the oh, outside. Yeah. The so, fact that his son yeah. is like a, a Thorpe winner yeah. now. Yeah. That's a fucking lineage right there. Fuck, man. Um, or did he win Thorpe? I think, I think he, he was did. in consideration. He's no? at least all American. I think he did win it, though. I think he won it, too. Um, no, I mean, look, uh, that nineties fucking Ohio state team just had such pure athletes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of them from our area. Silver Springs. Uh, I, I also, Chris Gamble didn't make it, although he was a very good college corner as well. Silver spring. I should say Chris Gamble. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Didn't make my top 10, but you're right. Springs made mine. He's higher on mine. Yeah. So fuck you. Great athlete. Right. Good size. Playmaker. Nose for the ball. Uh, my number eight. I'm going to take you to Austin, Texas. Yeah. No, I'm not going Quentin Jammer, who was damn good. He was. No, I'm not going. Uh, who was their other corner that was nasty that made the pros too? Aaron Ross. He no, was. I'm not going with him. I'm going to when, when Mac Brown, I think, first got there. Cornerback named Bryant Westbrook that would have been a beast in the pros. He was, uh, I think, two years in. Yeah. Played for the Lions. Once again, Lions ruined careers. Yes. <laughs> but he really hurt his knee. Yep. But I believe he was like a, a playing at a pretty high level. Bryant Westbrook. Yeah. I recall. Yeah. And being a good player. Um, absolute animal in college. Absolute fucking animal. I remember him blocking punts. I remember him pick six and balls all the time. Yeah. This dude was fucking nasty. Like I remember being sold. I was like. If anything, I, I almost think like this guy might need to be higher on my list. Was he on the, uh, or was he off the, uh, before they won the national championship? I think he was before. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But he was the one that like clearly stood out to me though. Like as far as like touchdowns and like just game changing plays to me. Yeah. Maybe, may, you know, maybe I have to go back and break down the film. Cause I know Quentin Jammer was a beast. Yeah. But oh, they were producing talent yeah. at that time defensively too. But Brian Westbrook has stood out in my head. Like I feel like every big game, I think they fucked up Nebraska in the big 12 championship. Yeah. When Ricky Williams and Priest Holmes went off and Sean Mitchell. And I remember Westbrook having a big game that game too. Yeah. So Brian uh, Westbrook on, yeah. on the, didn't on make the your top 10, right? Didn't make my top yeah. 10. Um, should I keep it moving? Yeah. Hit All me right. with number seven, number seven guy kind of hated it in college, but, uh, had to acknowledge how great he was coverage, uh, specialist, maybe not the best tackler. You know, there's a couple guys that are like this. In fact, I think, Terrence Newman also wore the uh, yeah. breathe right on the nose. It was a little trend there for a while, but Dre Bly was one of the What number is this? Uh, number seven. He's my number seven. All right. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yeah. This dude was nasty in college. He was good in the pros too. Yeah. Want to bling. But in college, man, I feel like you couldn't go a week without seeing his highlights. No, he would always like, be if they're showing North, That's what I'm saying. If they're showing North Carolina highlights... This dude's making. I want to say he had like nine in a season. He was really good, man. Yeah, he was really good. Let me see if I can pull. 
Dre Bly's stats. He, and he was a better pro. Like, you know, Ooh, his, his freshman year. Yeah. 11 interceptions. Yeah. Then five, then four. So 20 career interceptions in college. That's fucking. St- That's what I'm saying. Steady. He might need to be higher, man. Yeah. He was great. But like I said, I recall him not being a really effective tackler. No, he wasn't. He was not. Yeah. And like, you know, while this guy probably wouldn't make our list and he's probably too early. Um, you tell me Terrell Buckley is, yeah, he, he was too early, but he was a beast. Too very early. similar though. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, maybe, maybe a ball Hawk, but a gambler a little bit currently coaching the defensive backs at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. I want to see, pull up Terrell Buckley stats. Cause I don't think that guy got he, more interceptions. I'm sure he was nasty. He was nasty. He was really nasty. Uh, Let me ask you this. Did Fred weary make your list? He did not. He did not make mine either. But I feel like he was noteworthy. Yeah. He made a lot of big plays in college. Yeah. At Florida. But yeah, Dre Bly, my number seven as well. So Uh, it's back on you for number six, but pull up those stats. I'll pull them up in one sec because I'm going to talk about my number six guy real quick. Now, I know I think we chatted a little pre episode. We try to keep these uh, where we don't know what each other picked here, but there was a little crossover. I don't think you had this guy on your list, but he made mine. That's. Jabril Peppers. He did not make my list, yeah. but he was fucking good. Well, it was just the been way a little they, bit of a bust also. Yeah, he's been yeah. a bust, but it was the way they used him athletically. He was a superior specimen to everyone that was on the field pretty much in college. Um, and then they, they made a point of using him to the fullest extent they possibly could. Is that like a recency bias though? There might be a little bit of that, but like, honestly, in terms of, I, I no, I find myself athleticism. He's he's up there uh, toward the top. He probably is higher athle- athletically than he sh- then, would be right now. Okay. Although there are some freaks above him too. So uh, see, I think this can go two ways when we're doing this. If it's recently biased, or am I doing too many players from back in the day? Because I think they were so good back in the day. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I had I originally put lawyer and Malloy pretty high on my list, and then I took them off my list because I'm like, I don't, I'd have to go back and break down the film again. I almost I was thinking about him too. I remember him being nasty. But he didn't make it. But um, so Pepper, Peppers, I thought about. He didn't make my list yeah. at all. Even that, not even the honorable mention. But I'm saying, I thought about him. He was really good. Terrell Buckley just looked it up. Twenty one interceptions. What did Bly in have? Twenty. Very but Bly came out early, didn't he? They both did three years. Okay. Um, fucking Terrell Buckley, three as a freshman, six as a sophomore, twelve as a. Well, what's big. electric about both of these guys? I feel like is when they pick it off, they're taking that to the house. They yeah. are great in the open field. Yeah. 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 Uh, four, four touchdown returns for uh, Terrell Buckley in college on uh, interceptions. Um, nice. Nice. And shit, three uh, punt returns for touchdowns. That's what I remember. I remember him having like long ass fucking 70 yard. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of more is the punt returns. Yeah. But uh, he came in and didn't he say he was going to intercept like 20 passes a season in the NFL? <laughs> He, uh, he couldn't back that one up. He did last like 20 years in the NFL. I feel yeah, like, he was though. a good player. Or 10, was, like 15 years. Yeah. Solid Packers, right? Yeah. Packers also on the Patriots, I believe. Patriots always get them. Yeah. At some point or another. Um, So my number seven. No, my number seven was Dre Bly. My number six. six I'm going to take it to Columbus. Sean Springs. There we go. This guy was great for the Seahawks. Great for the Redskins. But he was a beast in his day. At Ohio State, going up against top-notch competition. Joey Galloway. Imagine yeah. those practices. Shh. Fucking David Shh. Boston. Shh. Fucking uh, 
Filth. Uh, Aaron Glenn or Terry Filth. Glenn. Filth. Yeah, he, he cut his teeth on some fucking pretty ample competition there. Um, but yeah, we've said enough about Spring, so go to your number five. Number five, we already talked about him a little bit. Ed Reed, playmaker. Um, and I think you're right. While uh, he was his his pro career was far more standout than his college career. Uh, just being the emotional leader of that fucking nasty, Miami nasty, nasty yeah, defense, yeah. maybe one of the best teams of all times. Ed Reed, Ed Reed stands out and had a nose for the end zone too. That guy found a way to get in there. Had, didn't he have like two, a hundred nine yard interception yeah. returns in the yeah, NFL? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, he has a ball Hawk. That's the definition of a ball Hawk. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay in the safety range. Okay. I'm going to take you to Los Angeles. Okay. And you know what? He should be on my list, but I just didn't see him enough. Uh, see, see, is, the thing is, is that you only watched regionally. Yeah. I watched regionally and like, I was Palomalu was a fucking animal, dude. Yeah. An animal. I, re- I mean, uh, I just remember, I just wasn't digging into like, he was guys. on the Carson Palmer team at USC. I wasn't digging into guys at that time that weren't like, uh, being shown to me on ESPN. But dude, no, he stood out because he had that long hair. Yeah. You're like, who the fuck is this dude who's blasting people? Yeah. He j- he has a crazy, he has a LeVar Arrington type play in college where he jumps over the line and blasts shit. Yeah, out well, he's got 10 of those yeah. on the Steelers. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just an animal. Uh, Tro- Troy Palomalo at number five. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Had I been watching and that, that is the huge caveat here because had I been watching, he'd undoubtedly be higher than straight or Newman. But I just don't remember watching him that much in college, so I, I have to have some element of subjectivity here. Yeah, yeah, I get use it. my own personal experience. I get it. All right, great pick though. I, I appreciate that. He made both my lists. Yeah, well, he certainly will make the pro list. He's pretty okay. He, yeah. he, he made the pro list for yeah. me. If you get what I'm saying. Um, okay, uh, number four for me. This is where their separation. Um. Number four for me is one of the first two-way studs. Um, and that, that kind of separates them. But in terms of pure coverage uh, ability, um, up there, good kick returner from what I recall, and an offensive threat. Used to play like 100 plays a game. Who's this? This is Champ Bailey of Georgia. Um, I thought he was a fantastic player in college. I don't know if he made your list. He definitely made my list. He's <laughs> higher up in my list. Okay. Um, but he did make my list. Uh, Bailey was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, I remember watching, and I was just like, I was a big fan right from the start. Yeah. You know, just what an athlete playing both sides. He yeah. could have been a wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. He was that good. He was dominant every play that he was on the field. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just absolutely stood out to me. So... On an otherwise somewhat pedestrian Georgia team at the time. Yeah. You know, that was a down era for Georgia. They were getting slapped by fucking Florida for like 20 years straight. Yeah. I want to say they lost. They won three times in 18 years against Florida, if I recall correctly. I think you might be right on that. Yeah. Florida was just owning them. But still, Champ Bailey could have played anywhere. He he was Deion Sanders-esque, you know. Definitely. Definitely. My number four. Uh, has a guy is a guy by the name of Leron Landry. Okay, well, now there's going to be something something different about our lists, and I can tell you who it's going to be. I already know, but I was really sold on Leron. He was a, talk about a bust, in my opinion. Yeah, 
I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade at the guy. I'm just saying like he, I was so sold on him in college. Yeah. That I was like, this dude's going to be a stud. Well, he had, he could had not the biggest guns <laughs> yeah. to save his fucking life in the NFL. In the NFL. Yeah. But in college, he was just good enough. Yeah. Where, I mean, dude, this guy was a fucking animal in college, man. I mean, when I watched LSU, he'd jump off the screen to you. Well, You're yeah. like, this guy's a fucking animal. Even in the pros as a run stuffer, he and like a, a run support kind of guy, he was, yeah. or like if he managed to lay a lick on you, yeah. he's going to destroy, his biceps are the size of most dudes' legs. He's definitely roiding, right? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> he's, did he not make your list? Didn't make my list. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Laurent Landry just didn't jump off the screen. I didn't again. Maybe maybe I missed him. Yeah, you know uh, I certainly obviously recognized him as a pro, but in college, um, I just he, thought like he was like a man amongst boys in college. Like you could tell like this dude's playing in the NFL. Well, I'm sure well, he was drafted pretty high, right? Like top five, right? Yeah, I think he was yeah. top ten. Um, so Laurent Landry, uh, I get it. Not let me see draft pick. Uh, Laurent Landry was, I can't even find damn four, three, five at that size. Yeah. Physically, uh, speaking a complete freak. Yeah. I, I just, he jumped off screen to me. Like every time you watch LSU, you're six, just like six pick in the draft. Yeah. See, so for a D back, I don't think anyone's ever gone above five. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking high. Uh, maybe someone went four. I don't know. Someone, but prime time. At number five was the highest for a long time. Wow, that had ever been taken. So go to your, go to your three then. Ah, <sighs> my number three, and I'm pretty sure this is the guy that you're going to leave off your list. Went to the same school, right? And uh, is his name the same as yours? It is. He did not make my list. He didn't make your no. list. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Patrick Peterson in college was a fucking. You think he was more impactful than LeBron Landry? Yes. Really. Yeah, he won the Thorpe Award. He was fucking I, I mean, returning yeah. punts left and right for but that touchdowns. doesn't count for a defensive back, dude. He was all over the fucking place. If we're counting that for defensive back, then I can go back and fucking put like, you know, there's a million great dude. He's covering AJ Green. He's covering Julio Jones effectively. No, he's on my short list. He he's just didn't. He just didn't make. He didn't Cam make my Newton. top ten. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. Cam Newton was the only good quarterback in the SEC West. SEC forever didn't have good quarterbacks. That's true. Patrick Peterson, athletically, athletically, is the best defensive back ever. Now, from a skill standpoint, from a hips smoothness, from a, a ball hawking standpoint, uh, no, he's not. But from a pure athletic specimen, he's the best defensive back to ever play. The In fact, he might be the most athletic dude to ever play in the NFL. Oh, man. Can't wait to get our uh, to get a soundboard. I can't wait to <laughs> Dude, get a fucking soundboard. I will soundboard. stand by that. He's <laughs> he is a perfect defensive no, back. He was a fucking absolute. He's beast. running like a Dude, four he's two. on my short list. He's he's two hundred. But did he like take pounds? over games to you? Uh, he didn't make interceptions that took over. That's games. what I'm saying. Like but, to me, like I thought like he's a good player, but it like didn't like like I said, like even like Trufant to me, like I'm the motherfucker scored three touchdowns three weeks in a row. I'm like this dude is a form of their offense. Look, LSU has been good. Uh, Patrick Peterson looked like the best player on the field for me. And uh, maybe it's only because like, I was so in awe of him physically that I knew he was going to make like, honestly, like I've never seen a prospect coming out of college that I was more certain was going to be like a fucking stud in the pros. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. What number was that? Three? Three. My number three is Sean Taylor. Oh, a guy who was nasty in college and nasty in the pros. And I will love him forever for blasting that punter in the pro bowl. <laughs> right. Well, he's higher on my list. So Sean Taylor was an animal. Um, in the NFL, he was, he was very good. He did get burned. Yeah. I, I can talk some shit on Sean Taylor. Sean, oh, of course. Talk about a riverboat gambler. Yeah. There are times and I, I'm not trying to rest in peace to this guy, but yeah. I'm saying there are times that he would get absolutely burned. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no fucking arguing that. I'd say probably more than anybody on this list. He's a selfish ass. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm going to fucking either get a touchdown on interception yeah. or I'm going to fucking knock like, your head out of the stadium. Yeah. But I'd say by far, of anyone on this list, he ha- he is by far the one that if if I was to bet, would give up. A- oh, LeBron Landry. Well, uh, on the pros, because LeBron Landry proved to be a horrible passing, or yeah, p- pass defending safety. What sucks about Sean Taylor is in the pros, he was just starting to figure out what it took to be like an actual good defensive back. Well, I think not it also just a highlight reel. I think it also hurt to get drafted by the Redskins. Yeah, if he had gone to a defense that knew, like a coordinator that knew how to play with, how to use him. Although oh. I think it might have actually helped him to be on the Redskins because few teams would allow a player to play with that much That's attitude. That's true. That's true. They're like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, we <laughs> like you. You make highlights. Right. Dan Snyder had a crush on him probably right. because of yeah. that. Dan Snyder's doing what he's doing. I'm with just Alabama saying, can now. you? Yeah, can you imagine? Let me get them? all Miami players. Clint Portis. Yeah. Who did he get? He uh, treats his team like it's a fuck, like he's a fucking fantasy football. Yeah. Like you know he's I mean? like, like an, uh, the Washington bullets. <laughs> yeah. But not even Susan trying O'Malley. to get the fab five. Yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Taylor was an animal. He was absolutely, he's your number one or two. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Go to your number two. Well, I'm going to, I'll say it right now. Then Sean Taylor is my number one college, In college. defensive back ever. He was nasty. Because he had the nose for the ball, because the rest of his team could fucking compensate for the fact that, you know, if he was taking risks, he had Entrell roll one of the best college corners, yeah. you know, on the fringe of the top 10 yeah. of this list, yeah. um, among others, you know, around him. And so he could just tee off and do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. He, he had 14 interceptions in two years, uh, 10 in one year. He also had three pick sixes. Yeah. Like, that's the one that that's another guy. I feel like when you get the ball on the open field, he was gone. Yeah. I want to say he was like uh all state running back in uh high school too. Mm. Um, complete freak. And then obviously his destruction of human souls was, yes, uh, noteworthy. It was very <laughs> entertaining. Yeah. Uh, who's your number two then? Well, there's only one other player that it could be. And I'm guessing who's, who's your number two. So you, why don't you tell me your number two? My number two is champ Bailey. Okay. Champ Bailey couldn't pass on him and also like pick six and obviously and maybe to your credit on Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Maybe I am thinking about the returning and offensive side of Champ Bailey. Yeah. But I just remember being in awe. Yeah. Well, like, sure. Oh my God. Champ like, Bailey, you couldn't, you had this whole career. I was just sitting there like this dude's a fucking absolute stud. Yeah. So, uh, Champ Bailey is my number two, which leaves the only person it could be at number one. Charles Woodson, Charles Woodson is my number one. Yeah. That pick against Michigan state will forever. I, I felt, dude, if you were to go back and see footage of me watching that game, yeah, I would look like a fucking little five-year-old retard because my, my, my fucking face is just, a, it's like frozen. Like what? what? He well, that intercepted that? How that, did he intercept that? That was me against uh, Ohio State because A, I hated Ohio State. I don't think I even hated Ohio State. I didn't really hate Ohio State until Mickey went there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was more, I was enamored with Michigan because they were the uh, immediate darling, even though like 
you know, my brother being like, fuck Michigan, fuck, like, don't be a sellout. You know, you had to sit there and watch them and be like, damn, they're fucking awesome. But like, <laughs> When he hit the trifecta against uh, fucking Michigan with the long, long catch, punt the return, interception right. in the end zone, and he tops it off with the fucking punt return. Yeah. I was like, good God. Like, special, special yeah. play. And I think you can argue, argue champ with Woodson, though. For me, as my top, I think both yeah. are on another level. Well, champ is a little faster than Woodson. Yeah. But uh, Woodson could hit, too, a little bit, too. That was like... Uh, That's true. That's so true. An underrated element of Charles Woodson's game. Wow. So we got the college defensive backs. I'm going to read some fucking ads. We're going to hit with you with the top 10 pro and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, the college experience is brought to you by DJ madness. We're giving away $3,000 on our virtual NCAA tournament. The games are simulated on NBA 2k and stream live with SGP commentary game lines, live lines for all available at my bookie over under everything. Odd, even prop total bets. You can parlay them. 30 teams in the tournament. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. And while we're at it, I'll also tell you we're brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Because you're buying the bet directly from another person, not only can you find great deals, but you can also buy bets from states where, say, sports gambling is prohibited. So... Get that PropSwap account loaded up so in future buying returns, you can strike when the iron's hot. Sign up for PropSwap.com today, and they'll give you a 100% match on your first deposit. And just enter the promo code SGP. Once again, that's promo code SGP. At the time of deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today. Void where prohibited, Patty C. Oh, yeah. This is the most interesting one here because I know we're going to clash. And I know that this one is going to be fucking chaos. Yeah, this one will be fun. This was the hardest one to me, mainly because I think safety and corner should be separate. Yeah, there's too many defense, great yeah. defensive backs. Yeah, we're talking about quarterbacks. We do, we pick ten total. Yeah, there's only one on the field. Running backs. It's basically one on like the field. saying pick like running back and wide receiver in the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and tight yeah. end. Yeah, and tight end. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said. Your 10th best defensive back. Ooh. I just made some last second audibles here. I mean, look, I, I, I think about it right now and I'm like, I got no fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, and there's one that I'm leaving off your list that you're going to fucking, your jaw's going to hit the floor. Uh, again, Ronnie Lott would have made the list if he. Yeah, uh, no Ronnie Lott, no uh, Everson Walls. Who else was a beast corner back in the, no uh, Lester Hayes. Yeah. Well, we're I'm going probably, back to the fucking I'm 70s probably here. forgetting a no shit No dick night train. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, no. the 90s was a great era for defensive backs, and the 2000s have been pretty good, too, 2000s, 2010s. But the 80s didn't have a ton of great D-backs. I think there was some out there. I'm sure we'd have to think a little bit about it. I, could, I think off the top of my head, I could probably rattle off a few. All right. Give me them. I think Wes Hopkins was a great safety for the Eagles. He's not even in consideration for the top. And he would for the eighties. I'm saying Yeah, Well, that's what I'm saying. The eighties okay. is trash. Okay. So top. Okay. So in your, in that, okay. Fair enough. Here we go. Now this is a player that because he's a jet, you know, and, uh, Colby talked a lot of shit during this time about the jets and the Steelers. I'm reluctant to put him on my list, but I can't deny his greatness. True shutdown corner of, probably since the two thousands, like right up there. Uh, I will say that, um, 
I'm going to say who I left off the list. So it's kind of an honorable mention for Richard Sherman. He did not make my list either. And, and, and really an honorable mention. Revis is better than Patrick Sherman. Peterson. Yeah. They're, if they're, you're going Revis here. Yeah. Are you going Revis? I am going. Okay. Revis. Yeah. Revis, uh, top 10 defensive back may even deserve to be higher. Probably deserves I, to be higher. He's higher on my list. Yeah. I don't know. This is hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And I, I, I'm actually probably just going to fucking argue to say, to argue, but I had a, I, a, it took me a long time to compile this list and yeah. I don't feel Order confident it. with any of it. Right. Uh, look, Revis great against the run. Mm-hmm. Better than most realize against the run. I think. Yeah. Uh, for, for a corner. Yeah. I mean, your traditional corners on here, I would say out of the, I have how many corners on here? Yeah, Revis one, two, didn't strike me as a pussy. Three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I have seven corners here, I guess. <laughs> I'd say he might be the best. There might be one other one or two other ones that I would put on against the run, but I'd say he's right up there. Yeah. Um, my number 10 is out of Seattle. Marcus. No, I'm joking. Uh, er, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas to me, great cover safety. Wow. Also I a think fucking he, hitter, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's better than uh, Richard. A boom. I think he was more important to that defense than Richard Sherman was. Interesting. Interesting. I think uh, you can make a point of that. Who was the guy that came out of Virginia tech? Uh, Cam chancellor. They were a fucking great defensive. Was backfield. A good, great backfield. Go, a good, great backfield. <laughs> Everson Walls, I stand corrected, man. 13th all-time interceptions. He's a fucking beast. Okay. Talking shit about me. Maybe there were some good D-backs in the 80s. Wes Hopkins. What about, look up this guy, Raymond Claiborne. Okay. Raymond Claiborne, 117 on the interceptions list. Fucking good. That's because they didn't throw the ball over there. Yeah, that's true. There were, although there were way more interceptions back then because quarterbacks were shittier. Yeah, <laughs> quarterbacks. No, were they shittier. didn't throw as much though. Yeah, the game hadn't developed, and you could bump and mm-hmm. you could actually bump receivers. That is true. That yeah. is fair. And you could hit them and jar their head loose, and then the ball would fly up in the air, and you can intercept it then. Mm. Everything didn't benefit the quarterback. It was and the so much better. Yeah. it was so much better. People, I want to see more offense. I want to see more defense. I want to see more yeah. interceptions. Nate Odoms was a good corner. You can score a number of. I, I don't think actually the the scores are any higher these days in the NFL than they were before. So are you really seeing more offense? Are you really seeing more scoring? No, I don't think so. I think what you're, you're seeing, seeing more is offense. shittier football. Yeah, shittier football. Yeah. All right, but you're number nine, buddy. My number nine. I got to get all the way back over. Don't to my sleep list. on Everson Walls. Uh, I will not. My number nine is also an '80s slash '90s defensive back. That is Eric Allen. We share the same number nine. Number 21 on the list of interceptions. Number 21 in the, in the, in life, in the roster. Yeah. <laughs> in the roster. <laughs> I don't know. How to, <laughs> I'm not cool enough to say it the right way here. <laughs> He's my number nine too. And yeah. I actually think you could argue him a lot better. Yeah. You, now I will say he was on where he really stood out to me is when he left. I mean, he was awesome on the Eagles, but I was like, well, he's got Clyde Simmons. Uh, Jerome Brown, Reggie White, Seth Joyner, Byron Evans. Yeah. You know, like it's easy to throw the, get a pick when, uh, yeah. there's a, the pass rush of death. It's when he went, it's when he went elsewhere. I think he was on the saints and then, uh, might've been on another, one other team after that. He stood out there. Yeah. He was a beast wherever he went. And, and that, that really, that's right. New Orleans and then Oakland. That's what I thought. I was going to say LA. Yeah. But, he yeah. continued at age 35, six interceptions. Dude, he was a fucking underrated Jeez. corner. He was just quiet. That's the thing. 
Yeah. If you're a quiet dude, it hurts like as, your recognition. Yeah, for sure. Damn, eight interceptions his uh, second year in the league. Yeah, he's the man. He's a bad dude. He was a, he was a really bad dude. Uh. He's my number uh, nine too, so you have to list your number eight then. No, that's is that how this works? Yeah. Okay. Um, One, two, three, four. <laughs> I'm quoting George W. <laughs> at a press conference. Uh, yeah. He's the best. My okay. number eight. We already talked about him in college. Uh, maybe not ever like uh, the guy that uh, I mean. For there, there was a while there where he was the best defensive back in the league. That's Champ Bailey. Um, he. Uh, you don't have him on your list, do you? He's on my list. He's just higher. He's a little higher. Okay. Not much higher. Okay. Champ Bailey, number eight. Played good. Of course, the Redskins traded the best corner in the league for Clinton uh, Portis. Clinton Portis was a good running back, but, you know. Corners are always more valuable than running backs. Yeah, that's a typical Redskins move. That's a I've Dan ever... Snyder. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Clinton Portis scores touchdowns. <laughs> uh, my number eight is Darrell Revis. Okay. Uh, shockingly modest of you uh, as a Jets fan. I appreciate what you've done. There. Yeah, I did something that is not as modest uh, <laughs> as it relates to my own personal. Okay, okay. Pride. See, well, you know, there's some people that are look. I, that's why when people would say that, oh, you're shitting on that Clemson or the SEC. No, I'm being. A, I'm an honest guy. You're a trustworthy guy. And Darrell Revis was great, and we talked about it already. So get to your number seven. My number seven da, 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 is also a guy that was on the other list. That's Charles Woodson. I think we're all aware of his pro career. Did a great job with the Raiders. Did a great job with the Packers. Made the switch to safety successfully. That's because he's a hitter um, and has good size, too. Uh, Charles <laughs> Woodson's. Uh, what if I told you he didn't make my list? I wouldn't be pissed at you about that i think uh because okay. he's right outside yeah he's r- like this is the hard part is i originally wrote him in yeah and then i was like he's probably better than earl thomas but for some reason i thought man earl thomas i really think he was the best player on that defense yeah let, let me let me uh make you uh feel like an idiot real quick yeah charles woodson tied for fifth all time in nfl interceptions <laughs> yeah i probably am <laughs> i probably am fucking that up <laughs> 65 career picks um, but he, and he was good like late in his career. Yeah, he had a long, long good run. But, but you Earl know Thomas what? was on the Ravens this past year. He was good. Yeah, Earl Thomas is a beast. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, buddy. You, you think though, if you're drafting, you would take Woodson over over Thomas? Am I considering their college career when I'm drafting, or am I no uh, just considering what I would? Th- I don't think Earl Thomas got nearly as much shine as Charles Woodson, so it's tough for me to uh, tough for me to judge. I think that. I think you might be right though. Oh, he did it well for a Look, long fucking. I'm time. a bigger man. I'm gonna admit when I'm wrong. I, I think Woodson should be ten, but when t- if Thomas lasts another five years, Thomas might surpass him. Listen to Charles Woodson's career tackles: twelve hundred twenty career tackles. I, I'm switching. I'm putting Charles Charles Woodson thirty three forced fumbles, sixty five interceptions. Yeah, he's he's my number ten. What's what's what? Go to Earl Thomas's though, because another thing is Earl Thomas gets injured a lot. I feel like Woodson was durable. Yeah, Woodson did last a long time. Earl Thomas been in the league nine or ten years now. Um, already stacked up fucking seven hundred thirteen tackles. He has thirty interceptions. What did Woodson have? Sixty five, but in twice the amount of time, essentially. Um, Earl Thomas, if you're talking about a short burst of uh, 
a prime, probably similar to to that of Woodson. Hmm. I, I just switched though. I'm putting Woodson at number there 10. You go. He did it for long. Thomas. I, I admit sometimes when I'm wrong, I notice right there. I think I'm wrong, but I think if Thomas lasts five more years, can we agree on that? That it's a fucking pretty honest it's a comparison. Good, uh, it's a good argument. Okay. Now, basically what you're really admitting is you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Now let me tell you why I'm an idiot on my next one. Was that your number seven? No, was, I replaced or was Thomas was my eight? 10. Wait. So I replaced Woodson with my 10 because I had Woodson at, oh. at my honorable mention. So you haven't gotten down to number seven. My number seven is a Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. Troy Palomalo. A little higher on my list. Absolute animal. Well, once again, I kind of, safety's kind of got the shaft on this. Yeah. We should have our own podcast for safeties maybe next year. Maybe yeah. 10 years from now on there the 10-year anniversary. Troy Palomalo is a, one of the best football players I've ever seen. And if you're actually just talking about football actual like mm-hmm. IQ dude I don't know that I've seen much better he was fortunate that was the most fortunate pairing ever he and Dick LeBeau yeah I mean he just used you talk about rarely do you get the jackknife I mean sometimes in college football you can get like all right this guy's a better athlete than anyone we're playing against but in college and NFL that almost never happens Troy Palomalu was that guy in the NFL he could run all over the field made a bunch of sacks bunch of tackles bunch of interceptions yeah. Good uh, hitter. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Palomalu was a fucking beast. Um, like I said, a little higher on my list. Now, let me tell you uh, who I got for my number six, and you're going to laugh at me. Who's that? Rondé Barber. He did not make my top ten. Get the fuck out of here <laughs> right now. He is a UVA guy, which makes him a better human being. Oh my God. And his brother's a douchebag for the way he treated his wife. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about, let me, let me, let me throw something out there real quick. Okay. okay. When we, everyone gives Tiki Barber so much flack for what he said about, you know, Eli Manning being a, a fucking, you know, comical leader, right? Everyone agrees with that. That's true. He looks like a fucking idiot. There are a million memes. <laughs> A million memes about this guy looking like a fucking idiot. It's comical. It's just the fact that they won a Super Bowl, which was based on their fucking defense and not Eli Manning. He's a good quarterback. Surrounded by John Lynch, surrounded by Hardy Nickerson, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice. Was like a a one was all American as a sophomore and a senior in college. Eric Allen? Uh, He's better than Revis? You're crazy. I, You're I, fucking crazy. You I, think Rondé Barber is better than Darrell Revis? Maybe I need to change my list. And I think this is where there's <laughs> an error. Error. I was just yeah. trying to, but I thought he had more interceptions. He has 47 career interceptions, which uh, puts him a little lower on the list. I'll he probably to. has more than Revis, though. No one ever threw at Revis. I will look for that too. But Darrell Revis, yeah, only 29. That's what I'm cur- saying. They didn't throw it to him. Yeah, they didn't Revis, throw it to his side. Rondé Barber. Number 47 on the list with 47 interceptions, which in our lifetime puts them close to consideration for. You got to understand, sometimes interceptions can be misleading. That's true. Because if they don't throw to your side of the, if you're covering that good. Yeah. Rondé Barber was fucking awesome. He was very good, but But I I get your argument that uh, maybe, uh, maybe Revis deserves more credit. There is a bias. I I think I could name my 27th best player and maybe he's better than Rondé Barber. You're a fucking asshole. Keep uh, it going. You my number six, six is Champ Bailey. We already talked about him. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a great. He was a great player. 
Broncos and Redskins. Oh yeah, uh, great did, corner. Did most of his work on the Broncos. I still don't even know that Champ Bailey is better than Darrell Reeves. Yeah, I don't know that either. That's, that's, that's like hard. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rondé Barber. If I'm yeah. uh, if I'm admitting to myself honestly, probably belongs at ten at best on this list. But still, still trying to get him into that top. Wahoo! Still baby. trying to get him into that top ten. Okay. <laughs> um, number five. This is where you get really mad at me, and I laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> this award goes to a little spud who's fucking very fast, very, very, very uh, fast. Don't don't put the best cornerback of all time <laughs> uh, at number five. Oh, uh, he's number five. Uh, this is Daryl. He Green. never needed to switch positions. That's like true. somebody else on your list. Well, he didn't have the capability to switch. No, positions. no, no. He wasn't. He never got bad at, he did at never, being a cornerback. He did never need that. That's true. But we're talking about defensive backs. I'm not saying all time <laughs> cornerbacks. I'm saying oh, okay. We're gonna do back. okay. We're gonna do a cornerback. See that? Okay. Well, like- here's the other thing. Daryl Green may have never gotten bad, but he never got as good. What are you talking about? No, he was better than Rod Woodson on all accounts. Bro. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Um, Daryl Green is my number five. Super Bowls. Oh, now you're going to bring up Super the Bowl fucking rings. wins. How about plays in the playoffs? Last time I checked in 87, when the Vikings <laughs> are lining up to go to the Super Bowl, who blocks that ball away from Darren Nelson? That is Daryl Green making the play of the game. Also go back to the, the bears 87 playoff. Doesn't he, doesn't he get injured on a hurdle? I thought they were going to Anthony Carter on that. It might've been Anthony Carter. I thought it was either Carter or Nelson. Okay. But point is, Daryl Green made the play. You would know better than I would. Daryl Green made the fucking play. Daryl Green was a great defenseman. Daryl Green, for Christ's sake, <laughs> get, get this goddamn flea running around the fucking football field, getting picked off, making pick interceptions. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about Earl Weaver, but Daryl Green is the guy, the fastest, probably the fastest player in NFL history, um, and great coverage guy. Did not make as many interceptions as he probably should, although he still made plenty. Uh, uh, he had bad hands. That, his little, biggest flaw is bad hands. He was decent against the run. No, bad hands. Slight liability. Number tied for number twenty-one all-time in interceptions with fifty-four. So in our lifetime, that certainly puts him high, pretty high on that interception list. Uh, Daryl Green, great defense back. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, great by my number five is Deion Sanders. Wee. I think the most overrated of of the of the bunch. Now he, was he a great? Cover corner, amazing. <laughs> Come on, man. Number five. He's a fucking time. liability. You uh, run uh, at his side. Uh, he's a fu- He's the biggest uh, pussy on this list, dude. Watch, uh, watch the um, it's a uh, Randy Moss or like Vikings versus Cowboys. I want to say like nineteen ninety eight or something or ninety seven somewhere in there. It is the most comical fucking thing because every fucking play. He's just Olaying the receiver and the yeah, running back. That's bottom. what I'm saying. That, that I think maybe earlier in his career he was a little tougher no, against the run. I, I, dude, I watched the fucking I watched the uh, Rams Falcons game this week. He's a pussy. He's always been a pussy. Yeah. And it, and just because you can cover good, well, guess what? You also have to tackle if yeah. you're a fucking defender. Yeah. And he is by far on this ten, top ten. Yeah. He is by far the worst tackler on this top and ten. He he wouldn't just like make a pussy tackle. He would miss. He would run himself out of the play on purpose. Yeah. That's why he deserves to be number five. If there was a chance of him like having to take on a running back. So, but how do you not, how do you not compensate for that? Because if you're that good of a cover corner and that, and and I'll credit him that I think out of this entire list in the open field, I think he's the best player. Yeah. Right. Probably Daryl green second. Well, there's a reason he's uh, and uh, well, 
for, to score a touchdown. I'm saying Deion right. Sanders not number one on my list either. And and what you're saying yeah. right now is is I'm. In it has favorite. to matter. That's like saying you have like that. That's like in basketball. If you're to say, well, yeah, you have a you know, and they're a horrible defender. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like well, that's that's Putting James Harden is yeah. the best player ever. Yeah. yeah. That that's a perfect example of who he is in my opinion. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. But a flasher. He's yeah. like Michael Jordan's offense with James Harden's defense. Yeah. And effort. On yeah. defense, because that's another thing is his effort on the tackles is mm-hmm. is what's is what sells me on like what a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go to number four. And number four is Ed Reed. Um, Ed Reed, uh, long fucking super productive ball hawking touchdown making, uh, great you know defense leading career on one of the best. Palomalo over Ed Reed. Palomalo over Ed Reed. <laughs> a little Call Homer. That a Steeler. A little Homer right there. Steeler, I say, uh, Palomalo much better hitter, much better at the line of scrimmage. Look, maybe not quite the ball hawk. That's the same argument you're making right now. Okay. All right. Paul Amalo, a far better run support than Ed Reed. Ed Reed was never as bad as Dion, by the way. Yeah. Ed Reed would still tackle. Ed Reed him. put his nose in there. He's just not very big. But you I'm know? saying, like, Dion would run himself out of the play. Yeah, Dion, like, would act like Dion yeah. was fast enough that he could always be in position to make a tackle. Yeah, and they'd right? be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, and yet he was always making See, but Ed arm Reed tackles. would still, like, go tackle you. Yeah. Ed Reed will come up yeah. and pop me out. Dion has a couple highlights. Where he actually gets out there and dives through someone's legs and it makes a big hit and he's like celebrating about it. If you look yeah. back, but that was that was like once a season, <laughs> uh, like ten times. I'm a watching game. the '89 season. I'll write back. I'll write back to you at the end of the '89 season. Yeah, but I can tell you from what I remember, dude, of him on the Cowboys and the Niners. We should make a highlight film of all Dion's fucking pussy plays. We should. We should do that. Yeah. Uh, my number four. You, you you did four. Four was Ed Reed. My number four is Aninus Williams. Aninus. Yeah. Aeneas. Aeneas. <laughs> Aeneas Williams. Yeah. This guy was a fucking beast. He did win a Super Bowl on the on the, the Rams. Yeah. Um, he was a beast. Uh, if he was he not on the been on my top ten. He didn't make your top ten at all? He didn't make my top ten. Oh my gosh. I put Ronde Barrow over Aeneas Williams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dude, but, but look, uh most people cause they cause he wasn't as good when he was on the card when I mean, he was on the Rams, it was, he was past his prime. Yeah. He still was good. Yeah. But when he was on the Cardinals, he was, he was on a horrible league. team, but he was awesome. He was stuck yeah. in an era with great defensive backs. That's like uh, the centers of the mid nineties. Well, imagine if, if, if even, even that Atlanta team, cause of Glanville, imagine if Dion was on like the Cardinals, he would have never gotten the pub. Yeah. Now he probably would have because of his shit talking and his dancing. Yeah. But I'm saying he didn't have Glanville. Glanville helped that NC hammer helped that. Yeah. And then obviously the Cowboys and the, and the, and the Williams, Williams 55 interceptions in like we said, 1994 at Arizona. Nine interceptions, decent tackler, 793 career tackles. Mm. Um, I'm curious to see Dion's career tackles. Three? Because <laughs> if not, they're just giving them, they're just giving them tackles. Deion Sanders, 512 career tackles. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, number three? Yeah. That's uh, Troy Polamalu for me. All over the field, making plays, interceptions, sacks, tackles. Uh, we already cetera, talked about cetera. him. Yeah, he's a beast. Great player. And... Two Super Bowl rings, so fuck you. All right, you're number three. My number three is Rod Woodson. Oh, <laughs> you're an idiot, but tell us about him. Well, the best highlight of of pretty much of life is Barry Sanders <laughs> just destroying an ACL. Well, he that did that Rod to Woodson's. a lot of ACLs. So. Yeah, but this one made it so he could never play cornerback again. Well, and you know what he did instead? He went and he became basically the best safety in the league after, after that. his fifth team. Where'd he go? He went to the Raiders, the he Niners. The Ravens and won a Super Bowl. No, that was them. his last stop, I think, right? Uh, he went to the Niners right away. That's right. Where they were horrible with Derek, Dennis Erickson, right? Probably. Then he went to the Raiders. 
than the Ravens, right? Or was it Ravens Raiders? I think he Ravens. Uh, it was Ravens then Raiders. Okay, Rod Woodson at 37 years old. Let me had tell you something. Eight interceptions. Fuck you. As a safety. Yeah. But it, that's me, a defensive back. Let me isn't tell you it? something. If you're getting cut by multiple teams, yeah. you don't deserve to be number one. Well, you're a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> Rod Woodson, 1,158 career tackles. Uh, the all time uh, touchdown return leader in NFL history, whether it be kick or punt return. Uh, I believe second all time on the interception list. Um, How much of that was benefiting? Benefiting. <laughs> Thirteen and a half sacks uh, over over those that same linebacker core that we just mentioned that was so filthy at sacks. He benefited from being on a great defense, but he also was the best player on that defense. I was wondering if he's even better than Anita Williams. <sighs> Go, because if you put Rod Woodson on the Cardinals, put your head in a vice. And just twist for like three and a half hours. <laughs> All right. Go to your number two. All right. Fine, number two. Is Dion? It is prime time. Oh, my God. I want to vomit. I'm going to fucking vomit. Look, you're so one-dimensional. Guy... You... So you're caught in this swag bullshit. Talk about a guy a who is so one-dimensional. One he, well, he was multidimensional for this reason. Uh, he was Not only could he cover, right, but he could intercept the ball and change the game. And... That's true, but he also could change the game by not making a tackle and having the running back run That's for a seven-yard touchdown. But like, uh, really, where Deion Sanders benefited the most was when he was he, he was good for him, able to put himself on great teams. When he was on Atlanta, they won one playoff game in his five years there. Uh, again, you can't really blame that on the cornerback, but uh, I don't even know if they did win a playoff game. I don't, th- I don't know. They went they to did. the playoffs. Yeah, I, I feel like they once did. in the yeah. um, But um, then he went to the Niners. Yeah, then he like went to a team that he was could. so loaded. All he had to do was cover that one half of the field, and he did it so. But that fucking could also well. discredit how good he is. Because yeah. was he the best corners? Was he one of the best corners in the league on the Falcons? Yeah, was he, he was. I don't think he was better than Daryl Rod. No, he wasn't. Rod won, Rod Woodson won the. I don't think he was better than Nina Williams. And NFL defensive MVP in 1993 when Dion was he was better a, than Eric Allen in that time period? He had different skill sets, but. It's it's a, that's I'm, a saying, good argument. I'm saying when you jump on the Niners, no, Eric Allen was considered, I think like, I don't know when he went to the Niners because 1993, I'm saying that Niners team had Tim McDonald at safety. Yeah. That Eric Davis was another really good corner, yeah. which I shouldn't, I didn't even have him on my shirt. Hanks was he was really good. Merton defender. Hanks, that, the whole backfield was filth. Yeah. And they also had like, who they have at their line. Bryant, did, was that the 95 team have Bryant Young? Did now? they have Norton still then? They did have Ken Norton in 95, I think. No, I don't know. Yeah. No, the yeah. 94, 94. No, they did have Norton. Yeah. I think he went to the Cowboys in 95. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, all that to say, yeah, Deion Sanders, when he was surrounded by talent that could compensate for his inability to tackle, and he was just expected to cover, not only would he cover the fuck out of the field, obviously, but he'd make interceptions and, and change the game yes. and excite the fuck out of the fans, which shouldn't ah, count for anything. But Jesus. He was one of the most, he's probably the most fun player in NFL history. Uh, great dance that he stole from MC hammer and uh, knew how to generate a lot of attention, created swag, but uh, certainly like you said, one dimensional that said probably the best cover corner to ever play. My number two is Daryl green. Okay. He's the fastest player. He's the best, biggest cock. Um, <laughs> just uh, absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, dude, talk about fucking game. Now like I want to know who your number one is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to find out. But Daryl Green, I've talked about him enough. 
big play. Talk about big plays and big games. Yeah. Daryl Green always showed up big. Remember in 91, they were in a battle with the Oilers in overtime, and they were two of the best teams in football. Yeah. And uh, Daryl Green with a huge interception in overtime. And then, like I said, the Bears game where he returns the punt, the NFC Championship against the Vikings. Oh, that 91 Redskins team, capital defense, yeah. man, they were shut down across the board. He oh, was yeah. a, he was probably the how best about, How about running down Tony Dorsett? Yeah. Huh? That was a young Tony Dorsett. Yeah. That was fresh yeah. out of like Heisman Trophy Tony Dorsett. Uh, yeah, Daryl Green, like we said, probably. probably yeah, would have gave up on that play. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. I'm not joking. Like he would have, he would have not made that tackle. Right. Yeah. Well, you've seen like uh, Jerry Rice get loose, and yeah. Dion doesn't even enter the picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Dion, come on. But um, yeah, Daryl Green, fucking amazing player. Um, number one for you is Rod Woodson. Number one for me is Rod Woodson. Oh my god, I want to vomit. Rod Woodson. That's why you, he did defensive back. If backs. you were gonna start a team, right? He'd be on the short list of players you'd want to choose because run support phenomenal. Can he you use was him in on a college blitz? with Chris Dishman on, on he would have won Thorpe in 1985. Purdue. If was had Chris Dishman better than him. God, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Chris Dishman was really good. Chris was on my short list. Rod Woodson was yeah. Olympic level speed in the 55 hurt or whatever. I think it was 55. Yeah, maybe he should have played the Olympics. Cause it, when he, trust me, when he tore that ACL, he looked like a fucking clown. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Astro turf for shortened Rod Woodson's <laughs> reign. He is not I'm glad that one. shit's gone. Take that shit. You go throw that up on the wall somewhere else, all right? Rod Woodson. If they, someone, I'm gonna get back to you after this in 1989 season. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, Let me tell you what the Steelers did in Week One. They lost 51 to three to the Browns. They, they needed some work. <laughs> they needed some work. My number one is Ed Reed. Okay. Oh yeah. I think Ed Reed him. is the best. Uh, look, he's like Dion, where you could take a take a play, and score a touchdown, 109 yards, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he also had a nose for the ball and nose for confusing offensive players, mm-hmm. quarterback especially. Um, and also to me, he did make an effort tackling. He yeah. made enough of an effort where I thought he could actually tackle somebody in the open field. Yeah. So I got Ed Reed is number one all time. Talk to me. Emotional leader of that team. Yeah. Along with Ray Lewis. Got an interception in the Super Bowl. Capped off his career. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Ed Reed's number one. This is the college experience. These are the top 10 defensive backs. You can find us. Uh, please rate, review, share iTunes, do all that shit. You can find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Patty C, any last words? We're going to find some new shit to talk about. I'm going to fucking go. We're going to do this Dion film. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. 
your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.